The following podcast is a production of Commercial Investment Real Estate Magazine, the official publication of CCIM Institute. For more on the latest trends, best practices, and continuing education in all areas of the industry, visit our website at ccim.com and sign up for our education e-newsletter. Support for Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast comes from Remax Commercial. The Remax Commercial Global Network can help you adapt to changing markets, evolve with new technology, and maximize your investments across all property types. Go commercial with confidence. For more information, visit www.remaxcommercial.com. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. I'm Nicholas Leiter, Senior Content Editor of the magazine. In this episode, I spoke with Helen Zaver, Senior Vice President at Collier's International and a member of its National Hospitality Group. She discusses the hotel sector's steady recovery in year three of COVID-19. With leisure travel bouncing back to pre-pandemic levels, Zaver details how business and convention activity may continue to increase, which can mean different experiences for major urban markets versus secondary vacation destinations. Based in Georgia, she also looks at Atlanta and Savannah as a proxy for the sector's overall health. Helen, first of all, thanks for joining us today and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. And now Collier's uh, produced some recent research that shows the hospitality sector is continuing uh, a steady recovery from the pandemic. How can CRE professionals gauge the health of the hospitality sector and, and kind of what story is being told by numbers like occupancy, RevPAR and ADP data? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think on the uh, the way it is currently in, in hospitality, the pent up demand has caused an upward pressure on pricing as well uh, for hotel rooms. We've seen, uh, you know, really markets that are in the destination leisure segments uh, seen the, the best uptick. Uh, the urban downtown corporate markets have been a little slower to recover, especially in high tech corporate locations. Uh, but overall, we see a good positive trend, especially compared to uh, 2020. And uh, and we're getting uh, really, if not already there, uh, where we were in 2019. Yeah. And and I think it's um, people in, in CRE know, understand that 2020 and 2021 were obviously aberrations. And the last quote unquote normal year was 2019. Do you expect kind of to get back to that level this year and then you know, continue upward into 2023? You know, we've seen many markets actually uh, get to the 2019 levels. With um, with Georgia, it's been a little bit of a skew. We've seen that uh, the, the markets around Atlanta have been able to uh, recover uh, significantly to 2019 as well as surpass those numbers. Savannah has been a key market uh, given it's a destination um, uh, city that has uh, exceeded uh, what uh, was there in 2019. And and so I think it really is a, um, a tale of two, two cities where you you have a different story when it comes to the downtown markets, the, uh, the areas that uh, really rely on convention center business and, uh, and group corporate business. Uh, you, we're seeing a lot more leisure travelers come in and the corporate is still yet to come in in a big way. But we do expect that to uh, continue to grow throughout this year and next uh, so that uh, we get to that 2019 levels, if not higher. The bifurcation of the market between leisure and business is obviously well known. What um, as far as getting the, or, or recapturing some of that business travel, 
Um, there's always going to be discussions as far as, you know, what can be do, done over Zoom or and what can be done in person. But what are kind of the first steps that that hospitality can take to kind of recapture those business travelers? You know, I think many of the travelers that uh, that were on the road prior to uh, to COVID have uh, actually returned to being on the road again. What we're seeing a lag in is really in the uh, the group travel business uh, for corporate. Um, so I think that's where we will see more of that coming back. Um, the areas that, that may take uh, longer or may not even come back are, are the IT companies that have uh, said it's fine to, to continue working from home. And that may be a permanent change that uh, that hospitality will will have to, to work with. Gotcha. And yeah, you mentioned kind of obviously Atlanta being the, the largest um, city in Georgia, but also Savannah and, and Augusta being two smaller markets. Um, you know, what can what can those smaller leisure destinations tell us about hospitality in general? You know, actually, Savannah has actually had a, a higher occupancy than pre-pandemic years um, in 2021. So uh, tourism has just been phenomenal for that market. We've seen even transactions happen that have uh, been record highs. Uh, and Augusta similarly has also had a good return. Uh, the Masters, the golf tournament uh, that's taking place uh, this this week and next uh, in Augusta, actually accounts for about 25 to 30 percent of hotels business in Augusta. So 2020 anomaly year, uh, it was just not there. Um, it, it was later in the year and a lot less uh, attendance. But we've seen those return to the numbers that, that were there previously. So both those markets have come back uh, in a big way already. Is any of that due to just the fact that it's so accessible by a large population, uh, you know, in the car driving wise? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, we've seen good demand for uh, destinations that are easy drives for a lot of the country. Um, air travel is is actually the hotels in airport markets uh, have been a little lagging, especially if they were markets that uh, cater to a lot of international travel, which has not returned yet. Um, so, you know, I think with uh, with destinations like Savannah and Augusta, easy drive from most of the, the southeast as well as the northeast regions. Yeah, and mentioning those larger primary markets like Atlanta, New York, San Francisco, et cetera, do you see any long-term contraction or expansion in their overall inventory kind of on the, on the, uh, the back end of COVID? You know, on the inventory side, you know, the, the construction costs have gone up so much. Uh, estimates are between 25 and 30 percent um, to pre-COVID numbers that it has slowed down new construction um, of, of hotel properties. And so in, in many of the major markets, uh, you'll find projects that were um, were supposed to start but never did. And part of that is due to the cost. And part of it has also been a, a pullback on availability of financing for, for construction of hotel properties. So I think we'll see that as demand recovers stronger and stronger, the hotels that are in those markets already will will see significant uh, you know numbers growing uh, in these next two years. We all remember back to those first two weeks of COVID where you know we had no idea what the future held and, and kind of we were all wondering what the worst case scenario could be. It sounds like as far as these major hospitality uh, urban centers, there's not, you know, the, the, the sky is not falling. Properties are bouncing back and, and have been able to bounce back, if, if I'm correct. Well, even that, it really depends on where you are. Location is, is a, a 
you know, really big factor in uh, recovery. Uh, we, we've actually seen many of the primary markets um, take a, a very large hit, New York and San Francisco in particular. And recovery actually back to 19 is not expected in those markets till 2026 and 27. So it really just depends on what part of the country you're in. Um, Southeast is, is very different. We do see a lot of migration of population from the north, uh, northeast cities uh, into the south. So I, I think recovery is going to be a, a factor of uh, where you are and, and, um, and where migration for, for the population is, too. Yeah. And speaking of, of maybe New York in particular, having that longer timeline or that longer recovery period, you know, can you can you point your finger to one or two things that it kind of explains um, you know, the Big Apple's inability to kind of bounce back as fast as other cities? Well, I think one of the biggest factors is uh, what we touched on earlier about the lack of international visitors and travelers. Uh, corporate is the other. Uh, so those two are the major uh, sources of business for, for New York. And both of those are, are at a, um, a very low point even now. Uh, post-pandemic. And so I think just uh, getting back to levels that we were previously will take longer. Um, so we are seeing a lot more leisure travel happening. And I think that will continue as uh, many, um, many, you know, travelers were polled on, you know, their plans for this year and next. And, and they do plan to take at least one large trip, but if not more, uh, smaller trips. And I think that will be the, the trend that we see more and more often. And maybe looking at, uh, at all the all markets or a in a general sense of things, is there, um, you know, have budget locations versus high-end properties fared? Is it been a, a mixed bag as far as, as each sector's uh, performance in the last three years? Well, you know, it, it's, uh, it's very uh, amazing, actually, I should say. Budget hotels have have recovered much faster than uh, any other sector in in hotels, and they they seem to be doing quite well, and they c- will continue in that direction. With the uh, the high end hotels, the, the uh, luxury hotels, uh, we've had a, a recovery in leisure markets and destination markets more so than in uh, core downtown locations, um, which will take a little longer to come back. And as far as those high end. Um, the high-end properties, you know, what is kind of keeping them from bouncing back? If, you know, not to oversimplify things, but you can point to one or two things. Oh, it goes back to the convention business and the international travel business. Um, in the, the southern markets, we're seeing a, a stronger recovery, a faster recovery, I should say, uh, than some of the markets that uh, strictly rely uh, on, you know, uh, much more international business travelers to, to be, uh, be visiting their cities. Um, so that uh, that seems to be the the case with the, a lot of the cities, uh, such as New York and San Francisco. Um, the uh, conferences as well, uh, similarly, uh, have have been delayed in coming back. But we do expect those business travelers to come back in full force um, later this year into next, and uh, and that will continue. And you've mentioned right in the outset that you mentioned kind of the pent up demand that you're seeing in travel, and obviously, you know, with, with a lot of us being locked down for for a year or two years now, it's, it's certainly understandable. Um, and seeing the leisure travel kind of bounce back in the last year or two, um, you know, has, has there been a change in consumers appetites for, for various, you know, properties or areas in, in hospitality in general? 
You know, I think the drive to markets have uh, have really been a key uh, area that's grown uh, because uh, it would it was just something that people felt safer traveling to uh, an area by car and um, and being able to book with uh, with less um, I guess really advanced notice. Um, that's also changed uh, how hotels uh, have uh, embraced technology. Uh, some of the changes that I think will be permanent include uh, being able to to download an app for a, a particular brand and uh, check in via your app, use your your phone for your key, and order services through your app as well. So a lot of those things have uh, pushed technology to the forefront in changes that have uh, affected the hotel industry, and uh, and the ones that are are ahead of the curve have actually been able to win a lot more business. From uh, travelers that that want to see, um, you know, really the the advances in um, in the the uh, hotel efficiencies take place. Yeah, it seems like just you know, in my own in my own experience, when you go to a, a hotel now, it's it's uh, you know, not to be antisocial, but you kind of want to see as few people as you can between the front door and your hotel, and that seems like um, like it puts puts a bit of a burden on the property to be able to. To meet you with that, you know, with that technology to to allow you to kind of to to feel safer, to feel as if they're taking public health seriously. And I think that's been very important, um, and it is something that has uh, pushed that to the forefront. And hotels have have really uh, been able to to take on that challenge and succeed. Along those lines, as far as you know, willing to to spend the money to to make such upgrades, do you think the was there always an appetite in certain properties or was that kind of, was that directly fueled to COVID where they, you know, things needed to change and they needed to change quickly? You know, I think it was something that um, was always in the planning process, in the, the uh, testing process, but to, to really push it out there in a big way, COVID happened and, and made everyone feel that uh, this needed to be a very fast uh, maneuver by the hotel industry. Uh, many of the brands have gone to embracing that technology as quickly as possible. And, uh, and you know, I think it's been uh, to their benefit. Yeah. And I think along those lines, as far as, um, you know, different properties offering different amenities, is there a change in emphasis as far as, as offering, you know, full spas or gyms? Has that taken a backseat to other uh, offerings or kind of how has that how has that changed? You know, during COVID, uh, many things were, were closed off. Uh, so many of the gyms were closed. Many of the, uh, the restaurants were closed. Uh, breakfast options were closed. Um, spas were closed. They have been gradually coming back in a big way. But with the, um, the, the change of, uh, you know, cleanliness, extreme cleanliness, extreme uh, measures to, to make sure that um, spread uh, is, is not something that's uh, intentionally um, a part of, of what they are uh, doing in their processes. So, you know, I think many uh, areas of the hotels have now opened, including um, service uh, every day as needed uh, or uh, breakfast or spas. But I think the uh, the labor shortages are causing a concern for many hotels that that have uh, benefited from uh, great business, but at the same time to be able to service uh, that business is, has been challenging. Yeah, and I think the the labor the labor market's been a, a discussion, you know, since kind of things reopening after the initial shutdown of COVID. Um, where does that stand now? As far as as are these are major hotel chains still having problems of you know filling 
housekeeping and, and, and front desk roles or, you know, where do they stand? Definitely. That has been an issue. Um, I've, I've actually, every day I speak with uh, hotel owners and that is a concern that uh, many owners have is uh, finding people, being able to have enough staff to, uh, to take care of uh, their guests and uh, at the this level that is expected of, uh, of travelers. So, you know, I, I think that will continue to be a challenge, um, but it does seem to be getting a little better now than it was previously. Well, great. And I think obviously, you know, COVID is is here to stay, or at least the effects of it will be. Um, can you point to maybe one or two permanent COVID related changes that the hospitality sector, um, you know, may have undergone that that some folks in CRE may not be familiar with or may not expect? You know, I think one of the, the changes has been the consumer travel patterns and hotels have adjusted to that. Um, many, uh, many people are taking shorter trips uh, they book with a, a shorter booking window. Uh, they combine work and leisure travel. Uh, remote work, uh, of course, is, is here to stay in a lot of different sectors. So that's I mean, meant an adjustment to hotels to be able to um, have a, a uh, the right staff to be able to take care of uh, rooms and and uh, clean them uh, in time frames such as the weekends. Uh, people that are traveling for work end up uh, saying, hey, why don't I just uh, stay here for the weekend and uh, and be able to spend some time here? So the weekends that normally were a, a Friday, Saturday, and everybody left Sunday have now become a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday too. So those types of adjustments in the patterns have uh, really changed um, which hotels have, have done better than others. The efficiencies is another area that's uh, likely to be a permanent change, whether it be the uh, check-in procedures, the, the services offered online or on-site, um, the digital key, those types of things available through the app. That uh, Those are likely to be uh, continued um, and permanent changes to the hotel industry as well. Gotcha. And you, yeah, you mentioned kind of individuals' travel patterns and that, that made me kind of think of how individuals individuals may interact with the actual hospitality space do you see do you see any changes as far as um properties that may have have um emphasized a co-working space or, or a community space in the past now kind of shying away for that or, or where does kind of those spaces uh seem to be going you know actually if uh if anything those community areas have uh the use of them has expanded uh a lot of people feel more comfortable ordering in, perhaps sitting in the, the dining area in a hotel, um, you know, being able to, to you know, spread out, having uh, areas of uh, public space is important to be able to, to um, you know, uh, take up a table and, and spread out uh, and not have to, to worry about uh, being in, in close quarters. So, you know, I think those areas have actually, um, the demand has grown uh, to have, you know, public areas that are spacious, that are cozy, that are clean, that are comfortable, um, that, uh, that people can uh, get together with their family in or, um, you know, bring some food and, and just uh, be able to, to relax and enjoy uh, a meal. So I think those are things that, that uh, will continue to, to be in uh, demand. I think for, for my last question is for some of our listeners who may not be, you know, super familiar with, with hospitality CRE, what metrics or what outlets or, or kind of what data can they follow to understand uh, in overall health of the sector? You know, there's there's a couple of different news sources that they could go to, um, subscriptions to online uh, articles, uh, Hotel News Now, Biz Now Hotel, Lodging Magazine, 
um, Globe Street, CoStar all provide uh, hospitality specific data and articles on where the hotel industry is. Um, I think the other area to, to keep in mind is that, you know, higher cap rates of hotels versus other real estate sectors is due to the risk levels associated with hospitality. I mean, it's a daily business versus a multifamily that's a, a monthly and, and many of the other sectors that are, are more um, uh, only uh, real estate related while hotels are, are business related too. Um, so to be able to, to understand um, that the, uh, the real estate for hotels is significantly different than any other, and at the same time, keep up with news sources is probably a good way to, to see how uh, this industry is faring. There are many ups and downs, uh, which are normal, but uh, the returns can be significant as well. Yeah, and I think that that's a great place to end it where there's, uh, there's obviously ups and downs. And, and now that we're uh, heading into summer of 2022, we're certainly hoping for, for more ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, again, thank you so much for your, for your time, Helen, and, and we appreciate your many insights. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. Head to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Join us next month for a brand new episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast, featuring another leading figure from the world of commercial real estate.